Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, April 9th, 2022. The desire for greatness is a very common human desire. A lot of people want to be great. But maybe even more than that is the desire that humans often have for the trappings of greatness, all the things that go along with greatness, fame, money, honor, right? Getting weighted upon hand and foot, right? Having everything that that you want, not having to deal with any of the things that you don't want to deal with anymore. That's what a lot of people very much desire. But as we look at God's word today, we're going to see Jesus redefine greatness and help us to think about it quite differently. As we look at our New Testament readings of Matthew 20, 20 through 34, Mark 10, 35 through 52, and Luke 18, 35 through 43. And as we look at all of these, we see this story of this request that is made. Now, who's making the request uh, seems different in some of the different gospels. We see uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but in Matthew, it says that their mother asks. And so it seems that, yes, it is James and John who are desiring these things, but it almost looks as if they get mommy to go ask Jesus. Let's look at the account in Matthew where it says, then the mother of the sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, came up to him with her sons. So the sons are there with her and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he, Jesus said to her, what do you want? She said to him, say that these two sons of mine are to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. She wants her sons to have the positions of greatness. She wants them to have the honor, the fame, the power uh, that would come along with sitting at Jesus's right hand and left in his kingdom. And that's what a lot of people would naturally want. Man, I, okay, if Jesus, if you're the king, I want to be at the right hand, right? I want to be second in command. I want to be soaking up the glory with you. And Jesus now spins all of that and puts it on his head, on its head. Verse 22, Jesus answered, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, we are able. He said to them, you will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father, right? And that's talking about drinking the cup. I mean, that's really referring to the suffering that he is about to go through. And um, when the 10 hear this, right, they, they still don't get it. They don't get, oh, James and John, you don't get it. Jesus is saying greatness comes through his his suffering. Uh, no, when the ten hear it, hear it, they're indignant at the two brothers. I think the idea there is, psh, you're trying to steal our spots. We want the greatness. We want the honor. We want the glory. And Jesus is saying, 
Uh, you know, that's that's not what it's about. And even Jesus says to these brothers, hey, you are going to drink the cup. James is going to be a martyr for the sake of the gospel. And John, while not being a martyr, is going to clearly suffer many things for the sake of the gospel. And so greatness, according to Christ, isn't about, you know, position and fame and power and splendor. It, it really, he the path to greatness goes through suffering. And then it's really about service. As Jesus calls his disciples who are squabbling amongst themselves and says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus says, no, my people should think completely differently about all of this. My people shouldn't be thinking about getting servants and being waited upon. My people should be thinking about serving others. This is the way of Jesus Christ. And he's saying, Not only am I saying this, this is what I have shown you to do. I came into this world, not so you could all serve me. I came here to be a servant. And more than that, not just to do acts of service, but the ultimate act of service, giving of my life. And Jesus says, that's the way I want my followers to think. So we need to ask the question, is that the way we're thinking? Jesus clearly tells us what to do. As we're reading the word today, we need to say, are we doing what Jesus has called us to do? And also along with that, that there is a lot of worship that should happen in our own hearts as we look at Jesus. We should really be worshiping Jesus. You are the great one. You are the one that deserves the honor and the glory and the power because you did suffer for us. You did show us what real service is all about. And I hope your heart is filled with worship for your Lord and your Savior as you reflect on this passage, that Jesus Christ came to serve and to give his life so that you could be saved. What an incredible Savior that we have. But then again, it should get us thinking, are we following that Savior's example? He has clearly given some of that as a an example for us. This is the template. Guys, don't be like the Gentiles. Don't be like the CEOs of the world that it's really all about just getting this riches and, and making my life easy and, and just all about my honor and my glory. Don't be like that. Be a servant. So are you a servant? And think through the spheres of your life, at your job, at your home, in your church. Do you show up thinking, I'm the least important person in the room? How can I serve others? How can I put their needs above my own? And is it about your comfort? Is it about your um, your uh, privilege? Is, is it about all of these things, right? That I want to just have all the goodness. I, I want to just be at the top of the line, have access to everything, or is it, man, I want to pour myself out for others. And the only way we get there in the end is by doing that every day. So where are you today? Who are the people you are around today? Are you going to serve them? 
Are you going to engage with people and see their priority? Are you going to sacrifice your desires for theirs? Um, Are you going to lovingly put others in front of yourself? This is what Jesus calls us to do. This is the path to real greatness. Jesus has told us. Jesus has shown us. Are we worshiping him for that? And then are we listening and following that example? Let's go back now to the Old Testament, to Joshua chapters 17 through 19. As we continue to see the land uh, divided up amongst the tribes, we see a lot more of that uh, today. But we also see some interesting things um, that, that which should make us think. Let's look at chapter 17 and verse 12. It says, Yet the people of Manasseh could not take possession of those cities, but the Canaanites persisted in dwelling in that land. What in the world uh, does that mean when it's saying that the, the people of Manasseh, that's one of the tribes, could not take possession of these cities? Didn't God say um, you would take possession? Didn't God say he was going to drive everybody out? Well, why is it saying they could not? Well, I think the question we need to ask is why could they not take possession of those cities? And that's where when we think biblically about that, and especially as we consider the contrast that we just got as we looked at the faith of Caleb, the reason they could not take possession of those cities is not because they weren't strong enough or because the people of those cities were too strong or those cities were too fortified. The reason they could not take possession of those cities is because they lacked faith. And that's really going to be a theme I think we see through some of the rest of Joshua and then into Judges. The people do not complete all the aspects of the conquest. And the way that's presented is not that they just couldn't do it or that the people were too mighty. It's that they lacked the faith to finish the job to the full extent. Again, consider the contrast to Caleb that we just read, how he had faith and said, give me that mountain. I'm going to go kick out those giants because this is what God said he would do. So I think it's not even just that the people of Manasseh could not take possession, it's that they would not because they did not trust God. And there's a lot of lessons for us in there where uh, lots of times um, the, the issue is not really that we can't obey or that we can't do the right thing, it's that we won't because we don't trust God. And so as we think through that, may our faith be challenged and ultimately our faith be strengthened as we see the faithfulness of God and we see the the great examples of Caleb and just his faith and the blessing that that leads to. And then as we also see the lack of faith that we'll see in others and just the, the tragedy that that often leads to, may our faith be strengthened. But as we consider the ultimate example of true greatness in Jesus Christ, may our faith be strengthened to follow him as well, to trust his example. And let's end on that note, just as we consider faith, we also saw in the New Testament the example of these blind men that Jesus healed. And notice how they cry out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. They are crying out for mercy in faith. And even one of the blind men, when Jesus is called, he throws off his cloak. Now, that's that's an act of faith for a blind man. He's throwing off his cloak. How's he going to find it again? He believes that when he's looking for that cloak, he's going to be able to see. He has that faith in Jesus. So may our faith be strengthened by the example of true greatness, by the power of Jesus Christ. And may we be built up to follow him today. 
Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.